This is the Rich Eisen Show. This might be one of the dumbest teams I've ever seen. Silly, stupid, moronic, whatever you want to call it. Boneheaded. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. We have to play better situational football. The Rich Eisen Show. What can you do to make that happen? Work on. Today's guests. Two-time Super Bowl champion, Chris Long. Vikings quarterback, Kirk Cousins. Writer and director, John Ridley. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. We are live on the air here on the Roku Channel in Los Angeles, California. Live on this Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio affiliate, Sirius XM Odyssey. We are live, is basically what I'm saying. There's three games left for everybody in the National Football League regular season, and things are getting tight. We have got as much um, uh, on the ball to try and tell you what's going on, whether it's our eyeballs or yes, later on in the program. Crystal ball. (laughs) They're going to crystal ball it in this NFC playoff picture that's awful tight. Awful tight. We got three guests on this program today. Chris Long is going to be joining us in about 18 minutes' time in his usual Monday spot. Uh, we missed it yesterday. He's going to be joining us today right here on the Rich Eisen Show. So we've got a whole full complement of games from Week 15, the craziest week I've seen in quite some time, uh, to talk about with him. For instance, uh, in terms of crazy games, uh, how about the quarterback who led the uh, 33-point comeback for the Minnesota Vikings, Kirk Cousins? Hey, now will be joining us in advance of a Christmas Eve contest that um, could very well be a playoff preview. Giants at Vikings. So he'll be joining us in hour number two. The Academy Award winning writer and screenplay writer, now uh, huge in the comic book world. John Ridley will be here in studio hour number three with his latest uh, comic uh, from the uh, DC Universe. He will be joining us in this program. He's a diehard Packer fan, so there's lots to talk about on this program. Good to see you over there, Chris Brockman. What's going on? Great. It looked really cold last night. It Green sure Bay. did. Uh, and I, I've just uh, visually, I was getting myself ready for calling that uh, Saturday night yeah. Christmas Eve game the uh, Raiders at Steelers in feels like minus five. Yeah. Uh, good to see you over there, my friend Jason Feller, hey. in for DJ Mikey D. What's going on? Happy Hanukkah. Thank you. Got see, a little, oh. little something. Yeah. Oh, well, you got a little menorah. Yeah. Day two nice. for you guys today. Yeah. Day two. Me three. Uh, night. Three. Night three. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We do things in nights. Got it. Uh, good to see you over there, TJ <laughs> Jefferson. And the we is not the collective we. <laughs> me, me and us, EJ Felly, the Jews. <laughs> <laughs> How are you over there, TJ Jefferson? What's going on? I, I'm stupendous. Very good. Good to see you. Good to see everybody here on this program. The Green Bay Packers. To make this analogy. Like Don Corleone, they've taken eight shots, and they're still alive. (laughs) Still alive. They've taken eight shots. You think I could have got to the Don before? They're still alive. The Green Bay Packers. Freaking Green Bay Packers, who everybody left for dead at four and five. They beat the Chicago Bears going to bye week, come off the bye week, and beat the Rams. They're six and eight. And you take a look at them. Are they still perfect? Are they still missing some throws? Are they still not on the same page? Alan Lazard took full credit for the Aaron Rodgers interception 
last night a pick that Aaron Rodgers never throws, like way over the head of his receiver, (laughs) directly into the gut of a waiting defender. It was really bad. And Alan Lazard said he had bad body language. He should have been where Rodgers was thinking he should go, and he gave Rodgers a very bad look. And Rodgers went for the other look, and that's the only blemish on Rodgers' night, essentially. Touchdown pass. Aaron Jones runs one in. A couple for A.J. Dillon, who couldn't finish the game, and I do hope he's back in a very short week. Well, actually, it's a full week. They play uh, on Christmas day so it's a, a, a just a short week not a very short week but hopefully he is back for that christmas day game that is way bigger than it looked two weeks ago when everyone was talking about those christmas day games need to have some flex in them tom brady taking on maybe uh trace mcsorley not the apple of everybody's christmas eye and certainly not the Broncos versus the Rams, who just got eliminated last night. Brady needs a win, Rich. So if it's Trace McSorley, it's Trace McSorley. Understood. <laughs> it's pretty big for Tampa. Yeah. But in terms of Packers versus Dolphins, that's a pretty darn big football game because the Packers are still alive. They're sitting there currently at 10. It's 6 and 8. Two, 7 and 7 teams in front of them. And a commander's. Team at seven, six, and one. Man, that one. Mm, that one for the commanders might serve them very well when it's all said and done. Again, we're going to crystal ball it later on. But for the Packers, they must win out. And as for Aaron Rodgers, watching them play defense, yes, against a banged up Rams team that is starting Baker Mayfield for the first time. Don't forget John Walford started the win on Thursday night against the Raiders. No cup, no Aaron Donald, no offensive line, no shot. They were game, but the Packers got it done. And Rodgers walked off smiling, and he knows he still got a lottery ticket in his back pocket that he's yet to rip up because they still have a shot. This is Aaron Rodgers after the game. See, I don't know. I mean, look, uh, before the Bears week, we knew we had a bye afterwards, and, and those of us who sometimes peek ahead knew that we had to win five and then have a lot of things go our way. So we won two, and just about everything we've needed to happen has gone our way. Just about, right? So things are looking up. What went their way? Seahawks losing at home to the Carolina Panthers. That went their way. Mm-hmm. What also went their way? That the Believe it or not, that the Commanders and Giants didn't tie again, by the way. That went their way. I guess in a way you can thank Carl Johnson for flagging mm-hmm. Terry McLaurin after seemingly telling me he was fine on the, on the line. That's why it was crazy to think that Rodgers should have been sat. For Jordan Love. If you well, we're not there yet. Just put a pin in that sense. What else went their way? I guess the fact that Detroit's the only thing that didn't go their way. What really would have gone their way is if the Jets had not let Brock Wright run 51 yards untouched on fourth and inches and then had a much better final two minutes. 
but Detroit won. And then I guess turning to what you're saying, TJ, that they didn't sit him. And that Rodgers wasn't like, my thumb's broken and four and eight, I'm out. And they still have a shot. What is their shot? I looked it up. They got to win all three. They must. If they do not win all three, they're they're toast. Nine losses is no bueno. You could go to any playoff generator you look and look at. Nine wins ain't nine losses ain't cutting it. Nine and eight and getting some help. That's what they need to do. They've got to go to Miami and hand Miami a fourth straight loss. And if Miami shows up with the same game we saw in Buffalo, which is Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill scoring and Raheem Mostert running for 100 yards, does Green Bay have the offensive firepower? Can they avoid the mistakes of Lazard and Rodgers not being on the same page? Can they get the same out of Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs now that he's back? And will Dylan be healthy? And can Aaron Jones and Dylan provide three touchdowns? If they can, then they can win that football game. And then hope to stop Hill or Waddle and make sure that Tua doesn't just plant his foot and just get all the yak from their passing game. They lose one, they're out. If they win three, then they've got to hope Washington loses one, uh, two of three. That's what they got to hope. They got to win all three. Their last games against Detroit, and then Washington with their six losses currently, losing two of three, finishing up eight, eight and one, and their nine and eight would put them in. Of course, the Giants are sitting there at eight, five and one. If the Giants lose all three, they're eight, eight and one. That would help. Packers win all three, Giants lose all three, and then Seattle loses two of three. All possible, man. Because <laughs> Seattle's at, at Kansas City, home against the Jets, home against the Rams. You going to rule anything out in this crazy-ass season? Detroit's at 7-7, seven and seven, a game in front of them. Detroit's already beaten Green Bay. But, 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 if Detroit loses to Green Bay in that final game in Lambeau Field and Green Bay does, in fact, win out, they would have the same division record, the same conference record as the Lions. I, and that's when I just throw it to the folks at 345 <laughs> Park Avenue with their slide rules and everything else out. Hey, what's they, you the figure third out, tiebreaker? I mean, you've got the Google machine in front of you. I guess it would be common opponents or something like that. I don't know. That's where you, you, that's where you really have to turn to a computer to figure this stuff out. But they're still alive. A million percent still alive. And as for the Rams, they are now freshly eliminated. And I mean, that Christmas Day game is going to be um, a tomb, quite frankly, with Denver coming in. I mean, they're the, they're the hotter team. They just won with Brett Rippon. I mean, and they have to be competitive. And you're hearing all of this conversation about, well, Sean McVay was thinking of retiring last year or leaving the team last year. He re-signed, and since then, the spots in television booths that he would have slipped right into, what a monster contract, by the way. Amazon would have paid him a lot, and had Fox not gotten, I mean, had had Fox not 
decided to break up Buck and Aikman, it's entirely possible that ESPN could have hired Sean McVay, and I don't know who would have called the games there. But those jobs are filled now. And the Rams are one of the best jobs in the National Football League. Who, who? I mean, Sean Payton reportedly wants to coach in Los Angeles if he returns. He would like to coach in L.A. For a reason. That building is amazing. The facilities are great. Who the hell wouldn't want to come free agency to come out here? Certainly if McVay's the coach, look what he did for Stafford's career. Look what he did for Odell Beckham Jr.'s career. Look what he could possibly be doing for Baker Mayfield's career. Why wouldn't you want to go play for Sean McVay? As long as he still has the desire to coach, and apparently what the uh, Rams are paying him, somewhere in the neighborhood of $15 million, and to use the Jack Walsh phrase from Midnight Run, that's a pretty respectable neighborhood. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on in his head. He did come on the show last week, as you know, and he started talking about how this season has made him take stock and his own potential shortcomings and what might be going on with him. This can't be fun for him. How about Brian Allen, the center, going out one snap in last night? I mean, it has been a total dumpster fire on that offensive line since the minute they started playing football this year. Right down the tubes. No Stafford, no Cup, no Aaron Donald. I mean, and no first-round draft choice this year either. But as the 49ers proved, all you need is the right draft choice, maybe even the final round to make a difference. So if I'm a Rams fan or I'm the Rams, I'm just, you know, you take the temperature on Sean McVay. I don't think in the same way that you're looking at Brady saying, why would he step away to go take the job that he already has in the booth when he's performing at the same level that he's performing? We also don't know what it takes for him to perform at that level, we assume. You look at Sean McVay and go, I I don't think he's less than a coach at all this year. I know he said that he's... He needs to do a better job, X, Y, and Z. I mean, what? Making sure these guys don't constantly keep getting hurt? <laughs> yeah, right. Right? Right. No, it, you it, know, and, this happens all the time. These seasons happen. It's just kind of a throwaway year. Guys get injured. It's not going your yeah. way. You're like, that's ah, the way I'm looking ah, at screw it. Screw it. Let's just come back in 23 and, and see what we got. That's, that's right. what makes your run even more impressive. The Patriots run is the fact that they didn't. It lasted two decades. Lasted, how? I mean, how rich? How was that possible, man? Well, they didn't win for ten years. Yeah, but you were still win it all it for all. ten years. Win it, it. Sorry, I'll rephrase. They didn't win any championships for ten. But years. they never had a season like this, though. Correct. Yeah, I mean, you guys were always but, in the which mix. is what I think his point is yeah. for twenty years. You just never. Fu- you never fell off. Yeah, there quite was the way that there was no hell moron in those two decades. <laughs> there was not. <laughs> There was not. So I look at this season. It's just a lost season. You chalk it up. Would, would it be great if they had that first overall pick? Of course, because it's a top five. And anybody yeah. who sits there and says, they, boy, this is really going to hamstring them, guess what they're doing on draft night? Just looking in the case <laughs> yeah. and looking down at that Polishing walnut yeah. that they have for a Super Bowl championship ring. That's what they'll be doing. And then looking at Stafford saying, you want to keep playing again? And Cup will come back and Donald will come back and everyone could sleep on the Rams next year. But why would McVay leave coaching in this spot to go get a studio job? Because he's not strolling in a booth right now. I don't know. 
unless it takes a significant amount for him to actually do this. So it's just one of those seasons for the Rams. And the Packers are still alive. And later on in this show, I will crystal ball the NFC playoff picture for you. <laughs> also on this program, we'll talk about Jalen Hurts and his shoulder injury, mm. which might put Gardner Minshew in shotgun and under center against the Dallas Cowboys. Um, that's what we'll discuss later on. There's a team that has totally fallen off the radar screen, and they're sitting there um, right in the wild card mix for sure in a conference. I want to hit on that. Bryce Young had a fascinating comment about why he's playing in his bowl game when it's not a college football playoff bowl game. There's you at 844-204-RICH, the number to dial as well. Chris Long, when we come back, his two cents on the wildest week we have seen in the regular season in maybe ever. Two-time Super Bowl champ, Greenlight podcast host, Chris Long, when we come back. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Boom. 844-204-RICH, <laughs> number to dial right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Joining us on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line a day later than usual, but so much was happening yesterday. It was insane. And plus, I figured let's give him uh, another day to talk about the Monday Nighter, if that was necessary as well. Two-time Super Bowl champ, Green Light podcast host, the delightful Chris Long back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you doing, Chris? What's up, Rich? How are y'all? I'm great. So, man, is there so much to talk about with you? Your best guess as to the inner monologue of Bill Belichick as things were playing out at the very end in Las Vegas. Chris Long. 
Um, like, how do I open an airplane door <laughs> and throw the players off the plane? <laughs> oh, <sad>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really sure. I mean, it's pretty unprecedented. I've never seen anything like that in yeah. my life. I mean, like, he's been through it with the Miami Miracle. But this was supposed to be like a handoff, right? Just, uh, we're going to overtime. Uh, and, you know, Stevenson, I feel like, triggered some instinct in Jacoby Myers' brain that, like, oh, we're doing this thing as Scott Van Pelt calls it, pitchy-pitchy-woo-woo. Right. And, you know, I I feel for Jacoby Myers a little bit, but I don't at the same time because I'm not even sure he knew the score. Like, you just – that's not – and Mac Jones has got to come back to the football, Rich. You know, he's got to come back and make a play on the ball. <laughs> come on. I, come on. I can't, I'm jo- it's a joke. I can't take <laughs> nice. that play seriously. Like, I can't analyze the end of that game. Right. Seriously. I, I've just never seen anything like that well, in my life. The thing is so I mean, crazy, Chris, too, and, and, and you the know, too. On the line. Of course, and you know this, too. You know, the Patriots, for, for Jacoby Myers to not know the score, this is a team where everybody on the field – in a Patriot uniform, not only always knows the score, they know the down and the distance, and they know if the ball that's rolling around on the ground that everybody on the opposition thinks is incomplete could possibly be a fumble. We should get on it. I mean, don't leap for the pylon. If you're a running back, don't leap for the first down. If you're anybody on offense, they're normally so perfect situationally, and this is the most situationally boneheaded play maybe ever, and I can't compute it. I don't compute yeah, it. I, and, and I felt bad because, like, Jacoby's been such a great player. Him for too, them. yeah. And, and has been such a, you know, smart player for them. And um, it just goes to show that, like, everybody has lapses in judgment. You just try not to have them uh, in a big way at the absolute wrong time, um, especially against a former assistant with the playoffs on the line and then, like, a five, seven-hour plane ride to boot uh, <sighs> after the game. I. That was a that was a four p.m. right. I mean, this whole weekend yeah. runs together. I mean, think about how late they got back from that trip. I I feel terrible. I mean, like I'm laughing because it's like just you see, it's uh, the humanity. I, I yeah, and Bill is just like yeah. I just got to coach it better. I got to. I mean, he's got to be mortified. I mean, like this is so. Does does he take stock? You, do you think where he'll just sit here and go, clearly something's off, right? And and what is it that he fixes? Because everybody up in New England thinks he'll never change a coaching staff, he'll never change anything because, you know, he's loyal first and they to him and so on and so forth. What stock can you take from this, do you think, if well, any? I just think it's like the offense has been a disappointment this year. Uh, Mac Jones' development has fallen flat. And I think, like, Mac has kind of made that clear that, like, the setup was different for him last year. I got Coach Charter. You saw the embrace between him and Josh at the end of the game. I thought it was was just like uh, Bill had to wait to hug Josh. I saw that. Josh was hugging Mac. And just the whole thing, I, I um, <laughs> listen, I like Matty P. I like Joe Judge. Uh, they're, they're good people, and I played under both of them. But, you know, this is a production business, and you can't have – um, if I'm Bill, and I don't know what the motivations were for bringing them in, uh, you know, to coach the offense. I don't know if it was a thing like we don't want to bring an outsider in. Um, you know, I, I don't know what it was. 
but you can't have those guys calling the offense next year. Not that this was a product of the offensive, you know, play calling, but you know, you're in the situation you're in because the offense hasn't. Their defense has done their jobs this year collectively. Um, they're a very good defense, and um, you know, it's not like Mac Jones has a lot of weapons to throw to. So you need a really efficient, highly functioning offense, and they haven't had it all year. Chris Long here on the Rich Eisen Show. How concerned are you about the Eagles if Jalen Hurts can't go for more than one game here? What do you think? Uh, I'm not, you know, I think they need to win one game to, to wrap up home field advantage, and that's what it's all about. I'm mostly concerned about, like, them handling his rehab correctly. And, you know, they'll have a bye, um, hopefully, and they'll have home field and all that stuff. Um, but there is rust that's associated with, you know, a guy who's been on fire taking a few weeks, weeks off. Um, there's also an untold amount of like, it's his throwing shoulder. So I don't know how he comes out of that thing. And, you know, with, with all the conversation about him as an MVP and what he has or hasn't done this year, what's around him. Um, I have, I have been adamant about this. There has been nobody better at throwing the ball outside the numbers this year, um, and deep, and it just is such a, it's such an explosive element for that team. Even in the the frigid temps the other day, I mean, you saw those balls he was delivering. Um, they're perfect, and you know the margins, um, uh, you know, obviously change a little bit if you're not completely healthy. You looked at how much they ran the ball with him on Sunday. I think 11 out of his 17 carries were design runs. You know, so 17 total times, you know, you factor in scrambles and that sort of thing. And that's a lot. I think it was one of the most, um, the biggest numbers of the season for him. Uh, but even after the injury, he was six for nine for 102 in the fourth, um, including that big bomb to AJ. So um, I, I think we can go back and say, hey, you shouldn't be, I know this guy's a weapon for you on the ground, but maybe save him for the playoffs a little bit. And maybe that's a lesson they'll learn as they go down the, the, the line with him as their franchise quarterback, because you don't want to lose the threat of him tucking and running the ball. And I'm not real big on, hey, this guy's taken a million hits this year and delivered a million hits. It just so happened that this one was, was uh, really unique and the guy landed right on him. I don't want to say, like, hey, shame on y'all for, for running Jalen Hurts. That's a big part of what he is and, and what he adds to that equation for them. But Minshew is is a very good backup quarterback. Um, he doesn't throw pits, and that's a big one. You know, just run the offense. Um, and, and, you know, do, are we going to have another backup situation like Nick Foles? No, because I don't think we're going to need one. Right. Um, but he's going to be able to give them uh, a lot of value. It's good that they hung on to him because they absolutely need home field advantage. I believe this team... Uh, you know, like any team could benefit greatly from it. But with the strengths of this team, the defense, the, the defensive line, you got four guys knocking on the door at double digits. Um, they're, they're really fearsome to play, uh, at home, uh, in, in, at the link. And, and so that, that's what you're gunning for. You're gunning for home field and you want to be able to rehab this guy correctly. So when he comes back, he looks just like he's looked the rest of the season. Um, if I was the Eagles, and this is a little bit of a hot take. Yep. I might consider giving some of your good players a bye this weekend. You know, don't lose another starter trying to beat the Cowboys. We don't need to beat the Cowboys. They just blew it 
in Jacksonville. Um, you know, the, the more wrinkles you're going to need the, the third time you play them, don't exhaust those wrinkles. So I think I'm not an NFL head coach. I believe Nick Sirianni should win coach of the year. He knows best. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how he approaches this weekend, what he does show, what he doesn't show, who plays. If there's anybody on the edge, I wouldn't play them. Um, and the frustration that might cause the, the Cowboys, if you go toe-to-toe with them with the backup quarterback and it doesn't really look like you're, you're, uh, you're bringing your everything to, to the ballpark Saturday, could be really interesting. Chris Long, two-time Super Bowl champ, giving us food for thought right here on the Rich Eisen Show. How real are the Jacksonville Jaguars, Chris Long? The Jags are real. I remember, Rich, uh, feeling stupid all October because when uh, you asked me point blank and I had no time to think about it, mm-hmm. um, I think it was in September, who's going to win this division? I think I said the Jags. And they're game out now. Um, I think Trevor's, um, Trevor, Trevor's development has been awesome. And I think it's just an, it, it, two things. It's amazing that Urban Meyer hit him so well. <laughs> Like, I have no idea how they hid this talent, how they, you know, kind of, you know, darkened his light. Um, and, and this year, the polar opposite situation happens, and Doug Peterson, who's really good at developing talent, working with quarterbacks. Um, I, You know, I've said this before, when, when we were in Philly and, and Carson was having his MVP season, uh, Carson throws really well off spot. You know, Carson threw really well on the run and made things happen outside the pocket when the play broke down. And, you know, they do design stuff to get him out of the pocket because he is such a good thrower on the run, uh, Trevor is. And what I thought was so impressive about him is he threw that pick this weekend and they're down, I think, 27 to 10 or whatever it is, and he comes right back and delivers that strike. Um, And they just go on a run. Uh, And I think being at home, the tide changed, and it was just too much water for the Cowboys. Um, and I, I really, I really like the Jags. So, are they for real? Yeah, I, I think they are for real. And, and teams don't necessarily want to play them. It's proved out that Christian Kirk, and we all made a lot of jokes about the way he drove the the, the market up. Right, um, is a legitimate, you know, elite receiver. Um, and you know, they've killed the intermediate game, the short game. Um, but they've also shown that they got a quarterback who, when you get behind somebody, he can get you the ball. Uh, so I really do think the Jags are, are scary. Um, if they slid in, they're a tough little out, man. Um, and they're a year ahead, too. Uh, but I do want to say this about that game. Yeah, it was not Dak Prescott's fault. You know, he threw one bad pick earlier in the game, but when he had a chance to drive them down, and, uh, and 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 go for the win in crunch time. He did that. I mean that that I think it was a third down. Um, you know where um, Walker barrels in there and he just kind of spins off him and rolls out and throws that touchdown. Um, you know it was a really great play by Dak. No, and, and, I, and, I, uh, I'm with you, Chris. And the, the if I had to point at a couple things, it's the play call from uh, Kellen Moore on third down when the Jaguars are out of timeouts. There's a minute and change to go in the game, and they called a a very tough to complete beyond the sticks type throw, as opposed to give Pollard or or uh, Lamb the football, maybe short of the sticks an opportunity to be in space and make that first down short of the sticks. Cause at least if you complete it, you get a shot at getting to the sticks 
And if you don't, the clock's rolling. And instead, they, I'm absolutely, I'm absolutely with you. I mean, you know, that was a point that that I made as well this week. And and I mean, a couple things in that sequence because they absolutely needed that timeout. Um, you know, with 17 seconds left, Ingram, who might make the play of the game, like Ingram, caught the ball between uh, the hashes and the numbers, got out of bounds. And uh, you know, by by my calculations, he's running. I mean, this guy's running 60 feet with somebody hanging on his back trying to get out of bounds and does it in a heroic fashion. And they need that timeout because then they set up the field goal, take timeout, um, and, and, and they go to overtime, and uh, they're able to win this thing. So uh, the pick wasn't on Dak um, at the end of the game there. And, you know, the Cowboys will be fine. They're, they're a dangerous team, but – so are the Jags, and if they can find a way to slide in, if you look at, like, if you hear Kevin Byard's comments after the Titans game, um, I've been on these teams, uh, well, you know, I've been on teams that are kind of middling, and that feels like a team that just can't quite get out of its own way. They're um, not quite as talented as we thought they might be in, in Titans, and there's a lot of frustration there. It just feels like these two teams are two ships passing in the night. Um, and, and the Jags have a real chance to, to finish the season strong and possibly win that division. Yeah, the other thing about my concern about the Cowboys, too, is the pass rush seems to have disappeared the last two weeks. It just they're, they're not getting pressure. I mean, both Davis Mills and Jeff Driscoll had their way the week before, and Trevor Lawrence obviously is playing elite, but um, you know he wasn't pressured uh, nearly as much as he needed, needed to be, and that's a concern of mine right now for Dallas. Well, the Moving difference on here. between Dallas and, uh, and, and, and Philly, uh, at least one of the differences, well, I've pointed this out before, I think the quarterback has played at a higher level this year uh, in Philly. And I also think that, um, or at least more consistently, and I also think that the, the D-line's deeper. Um, you know, the depth of the D-line, you know, Micah Parsons might be the best player up front on the field if those two teams played. He's the best, he's the, he's the lead dog. There's very few like him in the league. Um, in fact, it's you know it's him and only a couple guys at the top. Um, but but you can't you can't do everything alone. And I'm not saying they don't have other good exciting players. Um, I love Tank. You know the Williams kid. Um, they've got some nice players. But but the Eagles are just they're ten deep, and you know they just they just roll bodies in and go and go. And so uh, in a game like that. At the end of the game, when you need to win rushes, um, and you've you've been out there a while in the second half, and it feels like this team has just jumped you, you need to win a rush. And you're right. I mean that 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 uh, that defense that wasn't their best day. Chris Long, few minutes left with the Greenlight Podcast host, two time Super Bowl champion here on the Rich Eisen Show. You can only put this as sports talk radio question time. You can only put your marker on the Bills, Chiefs, or Bengals right now. You put it on which team? Bills, Chiefs, or Bengals? Jeez, Louise. Um, yep. I think the Bengals, when everybody's healthy, has the best team huh. uh, out of those three. I, I think Josh that. Allen is is a, is a, is an absolute like, hey, put everybody on my back. I mean, Saturday night was epic. You know, there's no run game, right? Their offensive line's okay. You, you got Stephon Diggs, but they take him away. You're having a hard time getting the ball to him. Um, and he's still able to just will that team to win. Uh, so he's, he's, a, he's a warrior. Uh, Patrick Mahomes has got to complete 20 straight to a bunch of people. 
that like you know casual fans don't know who you know these guys are. Mahomes to Fortson. I remember like Mahomes out of the the, the end zone uh, th- through the ball to you know, eighty four tight end like sixty yards, just hero stuff, and he drops the ball, and you know these guys fumbling and. He's just having to overcome so much. Joe Burrow's not going to have to overcome as much, and they have the Chiefs' number. I don't think the Chiefs' defense is playing at a really high level, um, and and the Bengals had nobody, dude. Okay, like because I, I had bet the Bengals big, and the first half I'm just sweating bullets, and they got no pass rush, and they're getting picked apart. And the Bucks, it was so interesting. The Bucks, it felt like they knew the magnitude of the game. And they saved up this big hard right turn in their offensive game plan, more play action motion, all the things they were talking about. And they were just, they were picking them apart because they had no Trey Hendrickson. Hubbard went out with a calf. Um, you know, they're missing a couple guys and they're missing, they're missing key guys. And, uh, they still found a way to win. You know, Osai came in, uh, flashed some, some really nice rushes. Uh, that third quarter, uh, Lou Anarumo, uh, deserves a lot of credit with what he does with that defense. I think they play really sound across the board to the point that they're elite, but they don't have any guys that, that, you know, they don't have a Micah Parsons. They don't have, you know, one of these guys that's a, you know, a super, superstar in the league, although I don't think Trey Hendrickson gets enough credit. Um, and, and they find ways to win, man. Uh, I just think they have that find a way to win type mentality. And yeah, they're hot right now. And I might be like buyer beware, but last year when they got hot, they stayed hot. Sure did. So, you know, I, I'm not saying they're. I would take them head to head. I'd have to see what the circumstances when the Bengals play the Bill Bills possibly in the playoffs. But right now, if I you know blindly had the three teams walk into the room uh, and they randomized the location and played in an alley, I kind of feel like the Bengals right now. Well, you can't. You don't have to wait till the playoffs. The final Monday night game of the year, week 17. Um, is is Buffalo at Cincinnati, and if Cincinnati wins out, you know, if they beat New England this week in New England and home for Buffalo and then home for Baltimore, they're the one seed because they'll they'll have a, they'll have the same record. Assuming if the Chiefs and Bills win every other game that they have, they will have the same record as the Chiefs. Um, well, I guess the Chiefs have to lose once too. They got to tie them. They're one behind them. They need the Chiefs to lose once, and then they beat the Bills, and they're the one seed. Problem is the Chiefs have got home games against Seattle, Denver, and then at Vegas. Maybe they, maybe they get. Uh, I don't know. I, don't, I just don't. Th- Vegas, I don't, I don't the think Vegas game. The Vegas game scares me a little bit. Um, well, I mean, certainly, I don't think. I, I don't think Kelsey's going to throw one to uh, Chandler Jones. You know, at the end. Um, but the, no, I don't think so. But that team has met. That team's done a better job lately in in the the, the whole Mahomes and the Raiders saga. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think they're. I think they're they are playing better football. Like, you just don't get a ten point lead at the half. You know, play if you're the Raiders, play everybody <laughs> close, play them in phase. Unbelievable. And because really, they got lucky. They almost they almost they blew another lead this weekend. Um, but yeah, I, I I love the I love watching all three of those teams play, man. And we're so lucky, you know, to have all these quarterbacks kind of graduate and matriculate and. And, you know, maybe Brady's not who he was and Rodgers is having a bad year. And um, But we, we have these young quarterbacks to fall back on. And I heard you guys talking about Justin Herbert's got a chance to slide in the playoffs, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. Uh, what a time to be alive in the AFC, man. Absolutely. Uh, who's on your pod this week? What do you got? 
We've got Tom Segura uh, popping on tomorrow. Oh, uh, baby. uh, He's the dude. We love Tom. And uh, he's going to join me and Kyle uh, later today, and we'll pop that out tomorrow. So. Where all podcasts can be acquired, Greenlight Podcast with Chris Long, Kyle, and Tom Segura. That'll be a great listen this week, as it always a couple is. Couple ball guys and me, Rich. You, I'm not gonna make any ball check. Hey, yeah. a couple ball, good-looking, handsome ball guys, and then me. We like those. Will be joining me tomorrow. So come on, join, uh, join the show. We're not discriminating. We like all of them. So no. thank you. Yep. Thanks for the call, Chris. Have a great holiday okay, season man. with you and your you and yours. You're the best. Thanks. You too, buddy. All right, okay, Matt. Okay, same to everybody on set. See yeah, ya. That's the See only one and only Chris Long right here on the program. Love talking ball with him. Love it. 844-204-RICH. Number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. The playoff clinching scenarios coming up, along with our conversation about Jalen Hurts, Kirk Cousins will also be on this program in hour number two. That's how we're rolling the break right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side, helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature, quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Take on this holiday season with the help of Navy Federal Credit Union. When you use the Navy Federal Cash Rewards Card, you can earn up to 1.75% cash back on all purchases. You can redeem your rewards as soon as you earn them. And using the Navy Federal mobile app makes redeeming easier than ever. Enjoy the rewards of cash back without any annual fee, balance transfer, or foreign transaction fees. There's no limitations on rewards, and they can never expire while your account is open. Learn how you can get cheer to last all year at the Cash Rewards card at navyfederal.org rates are variable and range between 12.65-18% APR based on credit worthiness ATM fees for cash advances are up to $1 at non-Navy Federal ATMs message and data rates may apply visit navyfederal.org for more information our members are the mission at Navy Federal insured by NCUA back here on the program 
Mike Tomlin just announced Kenny Pickett is starting for the Steelers on Saturday night in Pittsburgh, PA, against the Las Vegas Raiders. I will be in the booth with Mariucci, Kurt Warner, and Michael Irvin. All four of us are calling that game. It's a fun game. The night game of Christmas Eve. The entirety, or the bulk, I should say, of uh, week 16 is on Saturday, Christmas Eve. A lot of early, like short weeks for, for the NFL. There's three on Sunday, one on Monday, and then obviously one on Thursday. We'll talk Jaguars and Jets a little bit later in this program because it's a big anniversary for us Jets fans that Chris Brockman likes to point out. We'll talk <laughs> about that. Um, Congrats. And so we're going we're gonna to be there. It's going to be frigid. It's going to be cold. And Pickett against these, uh, the Raiders is going to be interesting. Uh, just two offensive touchdowns will be one more than I called with Kurt Warner in Cleveland last week. <laughs> And that's kind of what I want to hit right here with you. Because with the Jaguars doing what they're doing, and I just mentioned Chris Long, hey, put one marker on either the Bills, Chiefs, or Bengals. Those are the three teams in the AFC, and Herbert's doing what he's doing, two wins for the Chargers in a row, right? Seeing what they're up to. That Chargers team now up to sixth in the seeding and then you of course you got who's going to make it in the seventh seed the dolphins can they hold on you got the jets and the patriots at seven and seven can the browns actually pull it together and i've been talking about this steelers and raiders game whoever wins this has got a chance still at seven and eight whoever loses this saturday night game will be out and that's not just hype that's fact but lost amongst all this are the ravens who i got a chance to see up close and personal and This is a team that can clinch a playoff spot this weekend, believe it or not. Yeah, because they got nine wins. They got nine wins. And they could still win this division because they've already beaten Cincinnati, and that's who they go visit to end the season. So they still have the division and a home playoff possibility as an opportunity and just a playoff position, period, by winning this weekend at home against Atlanta. A rookie quarterback in his first outdoor road start. Okay. Mm-hmm. He just had a road start in New Orleans coming in. This is a defense that, yes, will be without Calais Campbell, it seems like. The 15 year vet limped off at the end of that game. And Marcus Peters, I believe, in the series before, he limped off. He might not be there either. Those are two big guys on the defense, though. I saw this defense play in Cleveland, and Roquan Smith is a beast. I don't have to tell you that, but every single player and coach that I spoke to leading up to this game, it was like one of those Broadway marquees for a hit show. Spectacular. Unbelievable. (laughs) You know? Astounding. Astounding. Life-changing. Dynamite. Dynamite. Go see it. That's what it was with Roquan Smith. Calais Campbell told me, that Roquan Smith likes to call out run plays if he thinks it's coming and he's confident it's coming. He'll call it out behind the defensive line with the, what the run play is and where it's going to go. He told me that to that point, Roquan Smith had only been wrong about the run once. <laughs> wow. But it's the offense that's of concern. Mark Andrews hasn't scored a touchdown since week six. The last receiver to score a touchdown, receiving touchdown by a receiver for the Ravens was week three. Gee. And 
in our meetings, I didn't say this in the game, but I'll say it here. John Harbaugh told me they're they're in on or still are on Odell. I'd not heard that. It was one of those needle rips off the record moment in the meeting. Like, really? I hadn't heard that. Yeah, they were not all right. Remember I brought that out when we were first like throwing around where he should go. I was like, I'd love to see Lamar get somebody. Well, Odell, John Harbaugh said he personally spoke to Odell. Really? About it. Because they know. I mean, they need help. And the help that they're going to get is coming back this weekend because I believe he's going to be back. They didn't want him out there with the brace and the road and the cold and the potential snow. But it's Lamar. And they're the most valuable player of 2019 is coming back, and it's going to have to be him. J.K. Dobbins looked terrific. He said he hasn't gotten that full speed, that burst yet. And as a matter of fact, he got through the line at one point, had nothing but open field in front of him, and he was caught from behind. Gus Edwards and and him have got that run game down pat. Lamar's got to come back and be the MVP. Because if that MVP comes back and creates so much pressure on that front seven, then maybe somebody does get open down the field and he can find Mark Andrews on a chunk play, let alone a receiver in the end zone. But this is it. You know, he's the MVP of this team. He has a former MVP of this league. He wants to be paid in a certain manner. Well, Superman's got to put his cape on for this team because they have a chance to clinch a playoff spot this week and the division by the end of the regular season. And then who knows what in this league that just had a you never know, I don't believe what I just saw week. And he's that type of player. And that's what I saw. I mean, Tyler Huntley was a sweet kid to meet, and he's really good. Mm -hmm. And he can be two touchdowns in the air, two touchdowns on the ground like he was against Green Bay last season. He has that ability. But right now, the rest of the offense isn't as good as it was last year. It just isn't. And they need Lamar to come in and make these running plays and the eye-popping plays and run straight through people's defenses and get in the end zone and get this team's mojo back because with the way the defense is playing, Mark Andrews even told it to us in the in the meeting that if the offense plays to the capabilities that it can, they're going to start blowing people out, is what he said. I mean, the defense is that good. Since Roquan came aboard, they are top two in pretty much every category, in every category that the Niners aren't, Number one, they are. That's how good they're playing on that side of the ball. And Atlanta's, I believe, going to find that out this weekend. And then after that, Buffalo's got Pittsburgh there. And then they're at Cincinnati, and then all bets can be off. But Lamar's got to be the Lamar. That's the difference maker. That's the guy who can transform it all. And then the defense plays the way that they're doing, and Lamar starts putting out eye-popping plays and getting in the end zone, this team still has a chance. Don't sleep on them is what I'm saying. But they got to get healthy and they got to get Lamar 2019 back.